Welcome to the Tiger Across Enemy Lines podcast hosted by a Mizzou fan living in the enemy state of Kansas. And on this episode of the podcast, I'm going to recap the most recent games the Tigers have played in Florida and Vanderbilt and break down the rest of the football season for the Missouri Tigers as we head into week number nine. And that's McGaffey breaking free, has a seat. This could be a double pass. It will be Sasser looking downfield. The border belongs to the Tigers. So start this podcast, like I mentioned, I'm just going to go over the Florida game and the Vandy game to start, and then we'll head into the rest of the year and break down a couple of those games from Mizzou and see where they finish the end of the season. So to start, we'll head down to Canesville, where the Tigers played the Florida Gators, and it was a doozy of a game. It was a low score, 17, 24-17 was your final. Uh, Mizzou dropped to 2-4 and four with that loss and 0-3 in SEC play. So they didn't have an SEC win heading into the Vandy game. But Brady Cook on the day down in Gainesville was 22-30 for 220 yards with two interceptions, did not throw a touchdown pass. He struggled for the most part at times and made a couple key mistakes as he did throw two interceptions. The first one was a pick six, which was eventually the difference in the game of seven points. And then the other one was an interception in the red zone. Nathaniel Pete had another strong showing as he rushed for 117 and a touchdown. And Cody Schrader also had a touchdown. It was the first one of the game for the Tigers, got them on the board. Makai Miller had two massive catches on third and longs for the Tigers, really kept drives going, advanced drives, was really confident running those routes, was able to find some open space and really got the job done. On the defensive side of the ball, DJ Coleman had a sack and a forced fumble. That forced fumble would eventually lead to a field goal for the Tigers at the end of the half. Dalen Carnell's interception gave Mizzou a chance at the end of the game to possibly tie it, and Enos Rakestraw was absolutely fantastic all game long. Was really good at breaking, had a lot of pass breakups, was really good defensively and shutting down some of the better Florida receivers. Overall, just a really solid day from the Mizzou defense, which has been almost every, every game so far this year. Now for Florida, Anthony Richardson went 8 of 14 for 66 yards in the INT. He did throw a touchdown to Ricky Persall, but other than that, Anthony Richardson didn't play too well against Mizzou. They shut him down under 100 yards passing. He did, he did was good on the ground as Florida did have a 231 on the ground. Most of that came in the second half. And then, like I said, Jaden Hill had both interceptions off Brady Cook, one in the red zone on a big Mizzou drive, and the other one he returned to the house for a pick six. So in short, Florida got on the board early with a field goal, and then the next possession was Mizzou's pick, pick six. So Florida jumped out to a 10-0 lead, and then... The biggest key, I think, in this game and really keeping the score low was Mizzou's defense, which they've done all year long, forcing teams to take three and not get in the end zone. They've been really bend but don't break, especially when the Mizzou offense makes mistakes. Uh, other than that, Mizzou finally got on the board, like I mentioned, with Cody Schrader's touchdown with about four to go in the half. Then DJ Coleman forced a fumble, and Mizzou was able to tack on three more when Mevis knocked down the field goal. And again, Florida missed from 47 in their first possession in the second half. And then Florida finally untied the game with a touchdown halfway through the third. I think that was Anthony Richardson's touchdown pass. Cook then threw his second interception of the game in the red zone. After a 12-play drive and Florida would score, making it 24-10, Mizzou would respond with a touchdown drive that, end, that ended with a Nate Pete. He punched it in, but Mizzou couldn't get the job done. As like I mentioned, Dalen Carnell forced the turnover, got the ball back, and then Mizzou would turn the ball over on downs, and that would be all she wrote for the Tigers down in Gainesville. 
So again, overall, a solid performance from the Tigers. Not too much to write home about, but nonetheless, they, the defense gave Mizzou a ch the defense gave the offense a chance, and the offense, again, like most of the year, has absolutely struggled to put points on the board and really give the defense a chance. Now we head on to Mizzou's homecoming, where they finally got back in the win column against the Vanderbilt Commodores. Uh, Mizzou won, has won three straight versus the Commodores. The last Power 5 win for Vandy was Mizzou back in 2019. And as I remember correctly, it's at least the second time Vandy has been Mizzou's homecoming since Mizzou has been in the SEC. This win improved Mizzou to 3-4, and four, a game below 500, and it, will, like I mentioned, was their first win in this, the SEC. Overall, to recap the game, a quick game summary. Mizzou scored on the opening drive with Luther Burden catching a 35-yard touchdown pass. It was a screen from Brady Cook. He got a quick little bubble screen out there to Luther Burden. Luther Burden made a couple guys miss, showing his shifty ability and his nature to really make people miss in the open field, and he got into the end zone. <laughs> Vanderbilt would then miss a 45-yard field goal. As, as we mentioned back in the Florida game, Mizzou forcing team to take field goals, and without a good kicker, it, it really hurts. Vandy again missed a field goal. Vandy's kicker on the day was 0 for 2. So Brady Cook, then in typical Brady Cook fashion so far this year, would throw quite possibly one of the worst interceptions I have ever seen known to man. It was absolutely awful. He just kind of tossed it up to Schrader, the running back. Schrader wasn't looking, and it fell right into the defense's hands. It was it was a horrible interception. Like I mentioned, one of the worst I have ever seen. Then after that interception, somehow Vandy would lose 15 yards off a false start penalty and a couple of plays that went backwards, and Mizzou would force a punt, so the defense again coming up big after a offensive miscue. Early in the second quarter, Luther Burden again would punch it in on a 10-yard touchdown run. Was both of Mizzou's scores on the after was both of Mizzou's touchdown. Mevis did end up putting a field goal through the uprights at some point in this game, but Luther Burden again puts Mizzou up 14-0 with his 10-yard touchdown run. Mizzou would then get an interception late in the half as Vanderbilt marched down the field, an interception in the red zone, and Mevis would then capitalize right before the half, hitting his 38-yard field goal to make it 17-0, and then Mizzou wouldn't score in the second half. They actually only had 30, or it was 78 yards of total offense in the second half. But yeah, Mizzou, 17 points in the first half, only 78 yards in the second half. So not much to break down really there. Yeah, the second drive of the second half, a Vanderbilt player leaped our running back, or leaped to Mizzou over Mizzou's running back and was able to sack Brady Cook, force a fumble, and they would scoop and score. And then Vandy would miss a 27-yard field goal on their next drive. Mizzou would fumble the ball early in the fourth quarter, but Vandy wouldn't score. They turned the ball over back on downs. Mizzou marched down the field, and Mevis, who struggled a little bit this year, I'm not going to lie, probably one of my favorite players on the Mizzou roster, probably is my favorite player on the Mizzou roster, but he missed from 38, and Vandy would then respond with an 80-yard touchdown to cut the lead down to three, and then Mizzou punts the ball back to Vandy, but the defense, like all year, and Mizzou wins, held Vandy's offense to a turnover on downs, and again, that would be all she wrote for the Commodores in Columbia. So not much to write home about that one. It's a homecoming win, and homecoming in Columbia is like no other, but Mizzou squeaks away a win. A lot of people believe it didn't feel like a win. I don't believe it. It didn't really feel like a win to me. It felt more like they just kind of escaped the game, which... It's not really what you want to feel against a team like Vanderbilt. But nonetheless, a win is a win, and Mizzou improves to 3-4 and four as they head down the stretch here for the last couple games. We will start it off with South Carolina. So Mizzou, I broke this, I broke this one down 
in episode one a little bit, so we'll keep it pretty simple here. Mizzou heads to South Carolina, Battle of Columbia. Mizzou 7-5 and five versus South Carolina all-time. Drinkwitz is 0-3. South Carolina has won four straight, four straight games headed into this one, and they did beat Kentucky, who was ranked. And South Carolina themselves are now ranked 25th. And the big player for South Carolina so far, Spencer Rattler, coming from OU, was a Heisman contender last year before the season started. Fell off the wagon there, and now is in Columbia, South Carolina. South Carolina is 5-2 on the year, 2-2 in the SEC. And another big piece for South Carolina is the running back, Marshawn Lloyd. He's been good, so the big battle will be how well he runs versus the stout Mizzou defense. And in typical Mizzou fashion, uh, my prediction for this one, Mizzou wins an absolutely ugly game on Saturday at 2.30. It's an ugly game. Mizzou squeaks one out 24-21. It's an ugly win. Mizzou needs it to stay bowl eligible, basically. A loss here really puts them behind the eight ball if they aren't already to try and make a bowl game. They need three more wins. I don't see a lot of them coming after South Carolina. If they don't beat South Carolina, it's going to be basically impossible to make a bowl game, in my opinion. So out of these next five, Mizzou at least has to go three and two, and they have to get a win here in Columbia. Drinkwitz, again, doesn't win a whole lot on the road in the SEC, but he needs this win badly to stay bowl eligible and really stay off the hot seat this winter. So after Mizzou heads to Columbia, South Carolina, they come back home to Columbia, Missouri to play host to the Kentucky Wildcats. And Mizzou, again, against Kentucky, 4-8 all-time. Drinkwitz is 1-2 versus Kentucky. Kentucky still ranked in at 19, sputtered the last couple weeks. They face Tennessee this week before South Carolina. So they'll either be, they might be coming off a really bad loss. They might be coming off a big win. Who knows? Kentucky is, at the time, like I mentioned, 5-2 overall and 2-2 two two in the SEC. Mizzou played a close game, I think it was week two against Kentucky last year, and they lost by seven, 35-28. Again, a game Mizzou probably could have won last year, but they didn't, and we're only 6-6 six and six last year, and that's been a theme with Mizzou these last couple years with Drinkwitz as the head coach. A lot of games they probably could have won to either be 8-4, and 7-5, and five, and we've seen it this year as well. Could have beat Georgia, could have beat Auburn, could have beat Florida. Problem is, at some point, you got to put results on the field, and these are times right now where, especially South Carolina, Drinkwitz can put a result on the field, but getting back to Kentucky, they're three and two in their last five at the time of recording, and the, we're really going to see a battle of offense versus defense. Is the best player Kentucky has is Will Levis, Levis, top QB prospect in the upcoming draft. Will be a big test for the Missouri defense and the big test for Mizzou's offense to see if they can keep Levis off the field and give Mizzou's defense a chance to at least be competitive in this one. Because if the offense lets Will Levis have a lot of time in possession, the defense is going to get tired, and it could just get really ugly. And if I'm being honest, that's exactly what I'm predicting. Uh, my prediction is Kentucky wins 31-14. I don't think Mizzou puts up enough points to win. I don't think Mizzou holds the ball long enough to keep Mizzou's defense from getting absolutely gassed. I don't think – it's a lot of I don't thinks, and I just don't think Mizzou's offense is good enough for this, and I think Kentucky's offense is just good enough to put up a lot of points. Their de Kentucky's defense forces some turnovers. They get points off those. So like I said, my prediction, Kentucky 31, Mizzou 14, which would put Mizzou at 4-5, and five, heading into probably the toughest game of the year at Tennessee. Tennessee has beat Bama this year. They're undefeated so far. Possibly the best offense in college football, them or Ohio State. And I, I don't think this one's going to go too well for Mizzou. Again, Mizzou is 5-2 against Tennessee all time. I, they were, I don't, oh no, Mizzou is 5-5 five five against Tennessee all time. Mizzou is 5-5 five five versus the Volunteers all time. Drinkwitz has yet to beat Tennessee. I don't see that changing this year. 
Uh, Mizzou wasn't mad. Considering Tennessee wasn't good last year and we Mizzou lost to him 62 to 24, I don't think it gets any better considering Tennessee has gotten significantly better. They're ranked third, oh, third in the country right now. Tennessee possibly, like I mentioned, has one of the best offenses. Hendon Hooker, Heisman favorite, Jalen Hyatt, five touchdowns versus Bama, has looked dominant, been a fantastic receiver for the Volunteers. And the storyline for this one is Josh Heupel, who was the OC during the Drew Locke days, is now the head coach for the Tennessee Volunteers, and he has really turned that program around. They're looking better than ever right now. So my prediction, 55-10. 10 is generous for Mizzou, and 55 is generous for the defense. I think Tennessee throws the ball around, runs all over Mizzou. The offense probably does whatever they want for the whole second half as the offense drains the Tiger defense, considering Mizzou probably doesn't do enough offensively to help Tennessee stay off the field long enough to not score a ton of points. So prediction again, Tennessee 55, Mizzou 10. Mizzou now sits at 4-6 and six and has to find a way to snag two wins in their final couple games. At least Mizzou gets New Mexico State at home, a nice little tune-up game before they play their final one against Arkansas. Fun fact, New Mexico State and Mizzou have never played before. New Mexico State is 2-5. and five. They don't have a good offense. New Mexico State just isn't good. This would be a nice chance for Mizzou to get back in the win column after two straight losses. It's a day before my birthday on November 19th. Uh, my prediction, Mizzou wins 31-3. It's a generous. I think the defense gets a couple touchdowns in this one. Sets the offense up for success. I don't think Mizzou's offense just straight up puts up 31 points, but you never know. Uh, that's a quick prediction. New Mexico State, easy game for Mizzou. Should win that one handily. Again, prediction 31-13. And that leads us to the battle line rivalry game between Arkansas and Mizzou. Mizzou 9-4 against the Razorbacks all time. Drink, and one, drink is 2-1 versus the Razorbacks. Arkansas was a SEC West contender to start the year. Now they have really fallen off. They're 1-3 in the SEC. They're 4-3 overall. Coming off a win versus BYU as the time of recording, but Arkansas has really fallen on hard times under Sam Pittman this year. Barry Odom, a former Mizzou coach, is the defensive coordinator for Arkansas. Arkansas lost their best receiver to the draft. Their best player, though, is still there, and KJ Jefferson is a top QB in the SEC. He's a very good player. Mizzou's defense is going to have to control him to really win this game. And Mizzou did lose to Arkansas last year, breaking the five-year streak they had. But I think Mizzou really puts together a good performance to finish off the year. Gets drink, gets drink in the Tigers Bowl eligible. And they head into the winter, possibly playing a bowl game. Who knows? Could play Kansas in a fun one. We'll break that down in the next podcast. But for now, I think Mizzou wins this one, goes 6-6, six and six, gets into a ugly bowl game late December again but a bowl game now will be big and especially if drink can win that bowl game go 500 goes over 500 for a year head into the next year with a little bit of momentum and really get going but for the most part that is all for this tiger across enemy lines podcast number two and as Mizzou heads off to the worst Columbia in South Carolina I am signing out from this one, M-I-Z.